0: All right, here we go, kids. The Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. The Jimmy Palumbo Show. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, and this is show number 19. And, and once again, immediately, immediately, listen, all fans scoring at home, I'm into the show, eight seconds, and I have my producer who just yelled at me about mic strategies. One, one, Mike strategies. Mike, the Mike. You immediately start going, what was that?
1: You said that. Episode 19, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't have my... Right, my You were so you yet. were
0: unprepared,
1: and you said it live over the air. So, like,
0: now our audience knows that Chris Gucci, behind the glass, and, of course, we always have... See, Dave show doesn't go behind the glass, which means you're right up there and producing the show. Dave hangs out in the background, and I'll rip on him, and he'll comment from deep in the bowels of this. <laughs> you're laughing now. We have such a great show here. Um, thanks for sticking with me this first forty-five seconds of disaster podcasting. My name is Jimmy Palumbo. This is show number nineteen. This is the Jimmy Palumbo Show, named after me, Jimmy Palumbo. The whole goal was to me. The goal was to me to say Jimmy Palumbo sixteen times before, because no one else knows who I am. Anyway, we have a very special show today. Very special guest coming on later on, but this is show number nineteen. Now, those of you at home know we like to name the show after somebody. And I could have gone, the biggest one by far um, we could have easily used is Louis Soho. No, we could have used Johnny Unitas, Tony Gwynn, Bob Feller, Bert Campanaris, and guys like that. Uh, Tanaka, of course, and Dave Urgetti, uh, and players like that. And Well, actually, my brother's mad at me for not using Willis Reed because I think he's the second greatest, Nick. Um, but I have to use number 19 on the Yankees in the 70s and the 80s Number 19, Dick Tidrow, relief pitcher, uh, played 12 years in the bigs, ended up uh, assistant GM for the San Francisco Giants, built the whole San Francisco Giants championship run, the whole nine yards, and he just passed away this week, Dick Tidrow, part of the Yankee family, passed away. So this is number 19, the Dick Tidrow Show. Look him up. He has one thing that I've probably mentioned on this show already. He came into relief in the sixth inning in 1978, which is a long time ago, but it's not that long ago. He came in the game in the sixth inning. The game went 16 innings. He pitched all 10 and got the loss. Now, would that ever, that'll never happen again. That will never happen now.
1: 10 innings of relief and you you don't even see starters go crazy anymore. So, anyway,
0: so I always thought that was a funny thing about him. I also could have went with Fritz Peterson. Another pitcher from the early 70s. That nobody's ever fucking heard of. Well, they have, for one reason. He swapped wives and children with Mike Kekich, who was also pitching for them. So he came to work one day and said, Hey, Mike, I like your wife. You like mine. Let's swap. The kids were little, and they swapped. And Fritz Peterson is still happily married today to Mrs. Kekich. Mike Kekich and Mrs. Mrs., uh, Fritz Peterson...
1: They lasted like three Sounds months. Sounds like this is a whole another podcast. We well, should, we should start a new podcast called "Where Are They Now?" Where are they now?
0: And that is that Fritz Peterson swapped wives at Mike Kekich, who's number nineteen. Look that up; you get a kick out of it. But this is show number nineteen, the Dick Tidrow show. Who do you have,
1: Chris? I got Keyshawn.
0: Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, Steve God. Deberg. Yeah, Steve Deberg would have been better. Okay, Keyshawn—is he too big?
1: I don't know. I, I think to go—that's a discussion. I wouldn't say he's. Well, yeah, um,
0: uh, Giant fans
1: hated him. So I would say, yes, he's too big. Then. I always thought Keyshawn was underrated. Oh, I thought he was overrated. See, exactly. Giant They're fan. Typical. Awful. Awful. Um, now he was a good player. At what point player. in time did did men named Richard stop calling themselves Dick? You don't hear any. Anyone. It has to be like, I'd say there's 1982. No, he's no a Dick anything anymore. No, it's never. Is any player right now Dick? Just Rich Hill? His nickname is Dick Mountain. I know, but they don't. No, that's what they call him? Just Literally, every. No, I wish that was my joke because it's hilarious. But if you if you name your kid Richard, you got to avoid it. it's Rich Dick Hill. And you know how they do a weekend in MLB where they're allowed to put their nicknames on the back oh, of he their put, jersey. He put D Period Mountain. Okay, so that's a legend right there. Right, so he's uh, he's he's all uh, okay. So officially, you're gonna go with Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Okay. And or Steve DeBerg, because I want to keep you happy. Steve and DeBerg is good. And I'm surprised I have one more note from your intro. Did I miss one? Did I miss one? No, no, no. It's nothing to do with that. It, you you talked about the Jimmy Palumbo, Jimmy Palumbo show, the Jimmy Palumbo show, and right. you didn't mention the new t-shirts that I slaved over the well, the computer to make I, I, yesterday. we didn't
0: get to that part, because there's a couple things why. Um... As most of your listeners know, I am in charge of the liaison
1: program here. No, you are the Chop Sports I am, Liaison. So
0: anything involved with the network uh, eventually will get to my desk, but I don't have a desk here. I have nothing. Um, but uh, yes, we can mention that available now on Chop Sports dot
1: Media. Shop. Dot Chopsports.shop will work.
0: Chops Sports.shop or ChopsMedia.com. Go to merch. Yes. You'll see it there. The 706 shirts have been selling like hotcakes, okay? And now we have the Jimmy Palumbo shirts. That's right. For the first time ever, my name on a shirt. So you jerk off down the Tiki Bar and all these places and at a Rutgers game. I want to see. got the Rutgers
1: colors too. got
0: Rutgers colors there. I want to see people sporting their brand new Jimmy Palumbo show getting involved and getting involved is in the making. It is. We're basically going to have three shirts. 706. Jimmy Palumbo Show, and Getting Involved. Those are the three. Um, Somewhere down the line, when I'm rich and famous, we're going to have From the Omni, um, but we're not ready for that. We have some uh, legal issues to resolve with that, even though they tore the Omni down. But please, go on the website, check it out. I'll be posting it all over Facebook. Check out the Jimmy Palumbo Show t-shirts. They're cool. I'm wearing the 706 one now. They're comfortable, they're nice, and they're inexpensive. I think they're 20 bucks. So we have other huge news here uh, from the Omni. Um, Once again, uh, I am the liaison of sponsor of shows, and we have our third sponsor. And uh, the cool thing about this is they all have a Colonia based, really. This is my friend Pete A. Bean. Great guy.
1: Great hitter. Great hitter.
0: Yeah. Very good player. He was in softball. probably the
1: best player on your softball team.
0: He was, but you know, he didn't play all the time. He was because always he was hurt. Like, yeah, he didn't too play every week. Too cool. He wasn't as good play as on my a buddy. He wasn't as good as Tommy Plinio. He wasn't as good as Larry.
1: Um you really think that? Oh, Larry the legend, bro. You can't. But mess like with he's better or they just were more reliable. Pete was playing baseball, so he didn't want to play softball. He wasn't committed to it. Pete was by far the best player that I played against in that well, league.
0: Yeah. Listen, Pete was a great player. I agree. But he wasn't there enough. He's kind of like the He's like the Giancarlo Stanton. He just wasn't on a field enough. You know what I mean? Because he was playing baseball and other manly games, and I was playing softball. But my buddy Pete A. Bean owns Stop Restoration. That's right. Stop Restoration is one of those full service companies that you, when you need a remediation service due to water, fire, smoke, mold damage, cleaning services, you got a hoarding situation, you need it all cleaned out. They do uh, animal infestation. They rip it all out. They're locally owned by my boy Pete. Their number is 732-812-4236. I'm telling you, whether it's your house or your business, and you know, this is the kind of thing they do. I mean, they do all kinds of cleaning stuff, but I'm talking about you come home and your house is in shambles. There's water all over the place. Rugs are a mess. The water's up to the ceiling. Uh, The sump pump blue when like it's the uh oh, oh my God, you call these guys, they're there right away, 732-812-4236, stop restoration, they get in there, they get it all done, they have 24 hour emergency services, they're unbelievable quick to get to your house to at least give you an idea what you need to do, they even do biohazard cleanup. Which means if you and your buddies are drinking beer and go to White Castle and you're burping and farting in the morning, it could be a biohazard scenario. So, um, but they do all of that. They're a national franchise, but it's locally owned by P.D.A. Bean. And you can get to their website at www.stop-edison.com. So that's right. Stop restoration. They're a full remediation service due to water, fire, smoke, and mold damage and cleaning services. When it comes to cleaning up your house, when it's in big trouble, these are the guys. All right, so that's our new sponsor there, which I'm very proud, of, and I appreciate Pete coming, coming It only on board. took
1: him about four months to come on board. Yeah, it took
0: him four months, and plus the check didn't clear yet. So uh, we may have to, if you hear just, if you hear like Percy Faith elevator music when this show actually airs, then you know uh, Pete's check didn't clear. No, my buddy Pete's a good man. He'll make sure everything goes well, and we are back having, not stop. Restoration in Edison, New Jersey. Get it involved here. 732-812-4236. Give them a call. They'll make it happen for you. All right, so let's see. You know, I uh, I've been bashing the Yankees for the last couple of weeks and now I'm actually not going to bash them. And here's why. They won the the last the two best teams in the league are the Astros and the Red Sox. We would you know, and the Dodgers, but we don't play them. And the Yankees played the Astros, and they, outside of a collapse by Chad Green, would have swept that series.
1: It wasn't even a Chad Green collapse. It, but, he gave up the big hit. Right, but, but, end, but it, was, they, it was still... It he was, came it, into a shitty spot.
0: Nine times out of ten, that's not yeah, going to happen.
1: So they and they, But they still won the series.
0: And if you're a Joe Torre fan, what does he say? you got to start winning series. Then they play, the, they get out of the break, then they play the best team in the American League East, the Boston Red Sox. And they shit the bed opening, you know, uh, Friday night horrible. One of the worst Yankee games in a long time. Four nothing. They look dead, spent. Everyone's got COVID. I mean, I think uh, Dave Sturcio about an eighth. He won He went one for four. He got. He ripped a double down the line. Um, I was in uniform and didn't play because I'm a clubhouse guy. And uh, Gucci didn't make the team. He didn't. Uh, you didn't get to start. And they got smoked. It was a bad Yankee game. Like all. But then. You know, there's three games to a series.
1: They had to rain out Thursday. It wasn't a rainout. That was a COVID.
0: The COVID thing. But yeah. they, they won two out of three. So, in the last six games, the Yankees have played the Astros and the Red Sox. They have only – their pitching, I think they had three three or four shutout or one-run games, and they've scored a bu- – they've also hit. Now, last night was fun, which everybody's already talking about. They had all these young kids that can run – so they were running all over the place, which was nice. Um, the bunt and all that stuff, but I assure you, anybody who thinks these young players are
1: good—oh, they're not going to—they got to get talk to me back. in three
0: weeks. And but actually, the Yankees are going to have a bunch of guys back. They're only six games out in the loss column
1: for the division, and they got to get a, a game a week.
0: And A. Rod—I I don't know how anybody likes listening to him. He said so many dumb things. Stanton was on first base, and he said, "Well, if we get a double in the gap, Stanton's going to score." He's not going from first to home on a double. No way in China. No way. If it's the right field, the guy will throw him out anyway. Stanton can't even go to first base on a
1: ground ball. He's not going to score on a there's, double. There's a, no he way. He can definitely score from first on a double. I've seen you, no. No, players can. Not I, saw, I saw Vlad Guerrero do it this year. He's twice as fast as Stanton. He's twice the size. Uh,
0: and, and twice as fast. No, so that's not going to happen. And also, the listen, the Red Sox are playing good baseball. But I am not buying into the Red Sox. I watched each player get up, and I don't trust a team where one year you bat 220, and then next year at the break you're batting 290 or 300. And part of me says, okay, I think in October that batting average is going to I question their be,
1: staying power as yeah, well.
0: And people be like, oh, no, they're dominating. And it seems like the um, Tampa Bay Devil Rays— I could keep on calling them the Devil Rays. Well, you know what they are, the Devil Rays? Shea Stadium, Devil Rays. That's how it goes. Um, Tampa Bay, who everybody's under twenty five and they're all making seven dollars an hour, they um, they never go away. I think Tampa Bay's better, and I think the Yankees just might. I don't know. I'm changing my tune. There was something about them this weekend. I was like, after Friday night's game, they were dead because,
1: and red they Sox came back and won the, the two red, in a row. It's typical Yankees red Sox scenario where they crown themselves in July, and the Yankees usually have a better second half than they do first right. half. And typically, the Red Sox kind of flip flop that. They usually start off better, and they shit the bed down the stretch. Right, and that's I, the underlying. I'm just, I'm,
0: I'm just not sold. On, I'm not sold on get. the Red Sox. I'm just not.
1: Yeah, they don't have staying power. And I, I also do like their manager, though. Oh He's a great. Lot. He's, he's a really great. Good and I, I mean, also I, I shouldn't say I like him. I definitely don't fucking like. And him. And I'll tell
0: you one thing: it was a poorly uh, umpired series, both sides. I think you know what's so funny? The umpires are really this year. I don't know if it's me. I'm getting old. The umpires stink. So they make, you know, the the video review, did you see that play at first base? The guy, they challenged it? No. He was out, I mean, he was safe by, like, he was past the bag and the guy caught it. Terrible call, it got overruled and they won. Good for the Red Sox on that, but I think the Yankees are not going to go away. I just don't. I think they're going to climb back in a little bit. The other thoughts are my Scarlet Knights. I, listen, there's got to be an algorithm in the history of college sports I believe Greg Shiano of Rutgers has done the great, if you divide the last five years, the amount of wins they have, right? Divided by how many unbelievable four-star recruits they have. This is the greatest recruiting job in the history of college sports. Like, well, we're, we're above Alabama now, but that won't, that'll change as time goes on. But what is he, we don't win. and We have nothing. And he's doing this well. If Rutgers, God forbid, go seven and five, or God forbid, eight and four, which to me is their ceiling. If they ever went eight and four, I think they would get every kid will be five star. I don't know what he's selling them. I don't know if he's giving them free passes to Hooters what he's or something. Them I have no idea. Is
1: that if they if they come to Rutgers that they'll have potential to be a chop athlete?
0: It could be. Now, if you do go to Rutgers, anybody listening at home. um, with the signings That's of be uh, tons of guys that from Rutgers, now you have to come here first because I am the liaison with the NIL, with our NIL people. Which is that how we're calling it? The NIL, NIL, NIL to me means like shitty. Yeah,
1: it but, means um, nothing.
0: But I can't believe the recruits Rutgers got. Hats off to them. Opening day is only six weeks away. They're getting players. They're gonna. They're not going to be great this year. They're going to be probably tough. But their schedule is brutal. Um, and but I can't believe what Shadow's done. Hats off to him. He's done the best recruiting. You've got to give it all. The other guys, like Penn State's recruiting better, but the guy's been there eight years, and they're good. Alabama, Georgia, all those teams. But we've, we've won seven games in the last five years. It's unbelievable to me. I got a hats off to him, even though I know I'm going to be scratching my head in the third quarter because when he coached there the first ten years. I Remember, I love you, Greg. I do, and you will be on my show someday because I'll force you to. Because I think your family lives in Whitehall. For I used to bartend. So I'm gonna be like, Greg, I'm on my show. I'm the bartender at Legends in Midland Park, and I, your family, I think, has come in. So you're gonna do my show, and I'm gonna like totally be like a little puppy in here. Hi, Greg, how are you? I think I'll do the host show. So now you're
1: whispering on purpose, and I can yeah. accept that, but typically, see,
0: that's see this the is issue
1: that we have the,
0: now. Uh, I, the best thing about me doing my podcast is I get reviewed during the show. Like I it's not like you go on Yelp and say Jimmy Palumbo's show sucks because he whispers. You tell me right to my face.
1: Yeah, you you need to hear it sometimes because I told you at least 10 times off air also to your face, just not on air, and it doesn't change anything. So I have to say Jimmy, here here's where you So you're, you're saying you're coaching
0: now. me and I yeah, still yeah. suck.
1: No, 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 you don't suck. So am
0: I like John Carlos Stanton suck, where even though you I suck
1: kicking the ass to let you know, Jimmy. You're whispering. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right? Well, you don't like my whisper voice. I think it's kind of sexy. I have no issue with it. It's just, you know, when I'm looking at the wavelengths on the edit, that's that's the part of me that doesn't like it. Okay. How you doing, Chris? (laughs) I'm doing better now.
0: Listen, if you don't hit on your producer, you're not really making it in the podcast business where he wears his shitty Packer stuff right in front of my face. But at least today, you have a nice Green Bay Packer hat
1: on, okay?
0: That's legitimate. It's, it's kind of the G. But here's That's the thing. Where, you don't have that creepy that one you had
1: before. last week. You're wearing a Yankee hat, right? And you give me a hard time because... It's not the exact Yankee hat that they wear. It's available at field. Kohl's. It's not from It New- is It actually is where my mother got that Exactly. And, and it was and a birthday looks present, like and you're talking he, shit about I don't my know mom if now. I'm looking at what team is that. Is there an NY there? It's awful. But here's the thing. The Packers don't actually have hats. Am I going to walk around to the wear G, the official that, that G is helmet the everywhere? Now, that G,
0: green with the white, that's the letters. Get out of
1: here. This isn't even real Packer green. All right.
0: Well, listen. At this point, you guys know what time it is. It's time for my absolute favorite part of the show, and my uh, guest today it has a connection to this. When We introduce the guest, not letting anything go to chance here. This is the part of the, the most brilliant named uh, uh, section of my podcast. It's just called Jimmy's Bookings. The worst name, but it, we've been doing it for 18, 19 weeks in a row now. We got to do it. And that's because, and I got to do an extra special good this week for Janine and Craig Machaud. That's right. The Jimmy's Booking section is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. Getting involved here from the Omni, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. That's right. Craig and Janine Machaud, family-owned, brother and sister, they're licensed opticians, okay? Now... They're closed on Wednesdays and Sundays for two reasons. Craig's my right center fielder in softball, so he can't work on Wednesdays. We shut that down. And Johnny is a huge Giant fan, and so she doesn't want to work Sunday. She wants to go to Riffey's. That's so funny. Those of you scoring at home, even though Riffey's isn't there mentally, she's still at Riffey's on Sunday, and she's watching the Giants play. So they're not open Wednesday and Sunday, but let me tell you something. They got everything over there. Full-service optical prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, non-prescription sunglasses, prescription safety glasses, getting involved here, sports glasses, prescription motorcycle glasses, glasses for the kids, contacts, eye exams, they do it all. And the best part about them is they're good people. You go in there, you don't feel like a jerk off. That's right. I always have to curse her on this spot, but I you don't they, they they teach you how to put the glasses on right. They tell you if it lo- if it looks lousy, they tell you. They got all kinds of brands there. They got glasses for every budget, including mine, which is zero. Um, matter of fact, I think I should get like a free pair. But I think she already did send me a bunch of free pairs already. They got discounts for seniors, uh, AAA, AARP, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and off a complete pair of prescription glasses when you mention this podcast. Key phrase, complete pair, which indicates frames and lenses. But just to aggravate Craig, please off the internet get a little photograph of me to put on the window so when you walk into the place you see a picture of Jimmy Plumbo and the Jimmy Plumbo show on the window. They've been in business 16 years. Um, And like I said, they're great. Go there. Even my mother goes there and she doesn't even take the discount. I think they discount her anyway. But they also have all kinds of brands of sunglasses. And here they are. Ladies and gentlemen, now available at Absolute Eyewear Ray-Ban Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Chu, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa del Mar. That's right. That was Bob Shepard doing the list of glasses. Everybody wants me to hear that. So many fans are texting me. Got to do Bob Shepard in the sunglasses. I still want to do Jim Carvallis, which I do this just for Johnine. Ray Bans over to Coach. No good. Rebound Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren gives it to Jimmy Chill over to Silhouette. No good. Rebound Michael Kors, and he's fouled. Vogue. Maui Jim getting involved. Costa Del Mar or we can go I slipped by saying getting involved doing Jim Carvalho's. Anybody catching that? But I don't wanna do another one because we have three sponsors now and I can no longer They told me, the producer told me that I can't do uh, 27-minute live (laughs) reads. It doesn't work out because then there's no show. But this is part of the show. Anyway, listen to me. Absolute Eyewear, the greatest eyeglass place around 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. And tell them that Jimmy Palumbo Show getting involved sent you. All right, now, Jimmy's bookings. Now, these are kind of unique here because... We're doing a kind of chronological order, and so I don't know where this is going to go. This might be like a three-hour podcast today because we got all kinds of fun things going on. Um, 2001. Wait, wait, wait,
1: I'm not
0: doing three-hour podcasts. No, I know that. Right. Like, listen, I, like I can I talk for that. three hours. When's the last time I talked for three hours?
1: Uh, every single time that I've ever fucking <laughs> seen you in my life. Now, you talked for two hours before you even started okay, your podcast Let me today. tell you how brilliant I
0: am. I, you know, I could also be the... the, the Silent man, the setup man. Oh, I just set you up like Giannis. Oh, you know what? Before I go to my bookings, Giannis, yes. I call him Giannis. Okay, I can't I believe I didn't mention Dave this the other day. I'm a, I had
1: to correct AJ, and it then doesn't matter. Correct, I, but I took, um, but I'm 20 years
0: off. I, I came out of a cave. 20 years with the Knicks. I don't know these players. Um, I will tell you this: I was wrong about the Bucks. The Suns, uh, totally, they could win the series, I guess. But um, you know, hats off to the Bucks. I mean. That was a huge steal at the end. And to give it the the, the alley-oop for the go up by four and a foul, huge,
1: terrible. I'm a, I'm a big, big Bucks fan. Huge was Bucks a, fan. I've always been I my thought, whole life.
0: I, I still think the Suns are better, but you know what? The last three games, they have not gotten it done.
1: and The Packers and the Bucks have the same fan base, so well, I'm okay. all in on, yeah, okay. on the Bucs. You know, Milwaukee, all right. Big Milwaukee, Wisconsin people. Um,
0: I think I have eight. If I have, you know what? When I get my eighth listener in Milwaukee, I'm shutting down the podcast. That's what I'm gonna do. I think right now I have two. Roger Mayer, I think, has a place near Milwaukee. But no, my hats off to uh, the Bucks for for you know going up three two, and the Suns. I think have shit the bed as far as I'm concerned. Anyway. Uh, back to my booking. Sorry, I didn't do that in the beginning. I know some people say I talk too much about sports, but I had to mention the NBA Finals. Can't wait till that whole thing's over. It's like July, the NBA Finals are going on. Like, the Giants are going to be kicking off, and it'll be like Game 7. with the. And they have off a month now? When does Game 6 start?
1: Tomorrow.
0: Oh, tomorrow so they had off seven days. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm dying. You know what? Playing in the NBA is like doing a podcast. You play once, and you take off seven days. And you play again. Um, all right. So here are my bookings. Now these are going to be weird because I don't think anybody knows where they are. Um, the first one is a show called Off Center. Anybody remember this show? I love it. I love these because no matter even if you don't know the show, they all pay the same. It was in two thousand one. Okay, and the only thing I could say is this was part of my quick booking era. Where I had like three lines on these shows, but I was able to hang out. It was directed by uh, Gary Cohen, Jerry Cohen. Um, there was a, 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 an Asian guy named John Cho, who was the lead. He was, he was a cool dude. Good looking guy. If you're into that, good looking fellow. But the two girls that were involved in the show, Tamara Braun and Lawrence DeMille, were stunning beautiful, beautiful actress. I got to hang out with her like all afternoon. We were eating lunch together, BSing about this, that, and the other thing, you know, trading shot. And Tamara ended up being on a major soap star. She's been on soaps for like literally, I think 20, 25 years. She's a big time soap star. And she was really sweet. And I finally got in touch with her because we exchanged emails. Not that I had a shot at her, but you know, you might as well. She was just, she was that pretty where I couldn't, I didn't. How do you pitch to someone like that? You can't pitch them away. They'll walk. You gotta. So I struck out on three pitches, but she was such a doll and cool. I kept in touch with her. My sister went to one of those. um, uh, What do you call it? Event where you meet the people from the cast. And I got in touch with her, and my sister blah, 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 and she couldn't have been sweeter. She signed everything for my sister. So big shout-out to Tamara Braun, beautiful actress. She works all the time. And the other one, Lauren Stamil, I lost touch with, but she's another one that's worked all the time. She was on a bunch of shows, and um, really, really, so all I remember from that is I played a cop. I arrest these two kids in a sitcom, and Tamara Braun and Lauren Stamil were hot. I don't have a problem saying that. Is that okay to say they were
1: beautiful? I'll leave that one in. You could leave that in. Okay, I
0: didn't say anything bad. They just were hot, you know. And Samara, if you're listening, uh, you're you're beautiful, and you know, if you're single, God bless. Um, The next gig I I booked is unique for maybe only in. It was written by Stephen Botchko. It was after uh, NYPD after during NYPD Blue. Uh, Certainly after, it was called Philly. It was a courtroom drama, kind of cop thing, 2001. The thing I remember is two things. This whole thing is about good-looking women. Um, I had a very small role in it, but I played a guy, kind of the the bailiff who has to go back to the judge and explain certain things. I forget what they call him. It's a weird name they have. But the weird thing was I had the earliest call time I've ever had on a TV show. 5.30 5.30 a.m. call. Now, I'm not complaining. They paid me very well. But usually it's 6 a.m., 6.30. But 5.30, was, I was an hour and a half away. I was like, wow. I left the house at 4 o'clock. That was insane. And the other thing is actress Kim Delaney, she was just deep speed. You know what? This, this section of the bookings is going to be called, this is the wide receiver part of my bookings where all the girls on these shows had deep speed. I couldn't cover them. Try to shuck them at the line or something like that, but they just went right by me. Kim Delaney was pretty sweet and nice and hot. And also the other guy was Tom Everett Scott, another really nice guy. Um, he works all the time. And uh, uh, he was in that Things That You Do movie that... Uh, um, that name. thing Tom, you do. That thing you do. He played the lead on that. And another guy who at the time wasn't big at all, but he became big. Michael Kudlitz, who was in that show Clarice on CBS. He played the head FBI guy. I'm watching the show this year going, how do I know this guy? But it was 20 years ago. And I said, my God, I worked with him on Philly. So that's it. Early call time. Kim Delaney's hot. And it was a Steven Botsco show. That's all I got from that. I didn't really do much else other than they overpaid me. I love getting overpaid. Um, the other booking was called a show called Providence. Do you remember that one? I love this. You have to. These are Google ones. No. You just Google these shows. Directed by Monica Wyatt. I played a prop guy. I barely remember the scene, but the actress again, we're in the wide receiver show. Melina Kanakaridis, She's like this Greek girl. Deep speed. Absolutely like over the middle receiver too. The whole package. She was beautiful, and uh, I got overpaid again. It was on a lot. It was awesome. And uh, that's all I have from Providence. I went on this little run. In like five months, I was booking these shows. And I'll end on uh, on, on the bigger one, which I have mentioned on the show. But um, Stephen Botchko's NYPD Blue. Now, it was directed by Mark Tinker, who was involved with the show. And obviously, Dennis France was the... At the time of this booking, I've been blessed. You know I've done Friends, ER. I've done some big stuff. God bless America. I wish there were more of them. Hopefully, there will be, because I'm getting so much noise from this podcast. The... Uh, um, Dennis France was the biggest star on television. And to do that show... You know, I, I tell you guys sometimes I'm I'm not intimidated on the show. I'm like, for some reason, I should be nervous and I'm not. Dude, there was something about doing this show, man. It was like, oh my God, I'm on NYPD Blue. This And it was not in the early years where it was like the hottest show, but it was like... It was still like, you know, like still playing the Patriots. You know, Belichick's still across the way. You know what I mean? Uh, best analogy of my podcast career. And it was like... Um, it was, you walk on this, well, that was just a double down the line. There was no throw. And um, so the, uh, I'm at number three there. Getting involved here. No, but Dennis France was like, he's such a badass on the show that you assume that people, if they're badasses on a show, that they're badasses in person. And they're not. He was like, he walked up, first thing he shook my hand, he goes, welcome to our show. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then he was like, you need anything? You let me know anything bothering you, something you let me know. You need help or anything, just come. You can ask me, no problem. I was like, my God,
1: this guy. You tell man. him to go get you a sandwich and a coffee. I right was dying. Away. I
0: know what I always said: Taylor had and cheese, two coffees, milk, no sugar. You know, half and half. So, uh, but my buddy was also on it. My buddy Anthony Mangano, who I got to know really well, still get. Um, uh, I know him now. I hang out with him now. He's an Italian guy. Lives in Brooklyn. He played. I was the I was the cop because there was a. Uh, um, what's his name? Mark Paul Gossler was on the show, and he was going to fight Anthony Mangano. Now I'm using their their actor names. I don't know what the hell the names were on the show. And I'm the cop that does the um, like the liaison again, the liaison show here from the Omni. So and it was all this stuff and blah blah blah. But here's the coolest thing about the whole thing: it was on the Fox lot. And if you've ever seen the Fox Lot in the now it's not even called the Fox Lot anymore. I think it's called the MGM. Lot. I don't know what it's called. Um, they change everything now because these uh, big companies buying each other. They have a New York City street scene in like a lot part of it. Like you can see it from the street, kind of. And dude, the way they set the street up, <laughs> if I blindfolded you, it's and, and, and like you'd be like, oh, I'm I'm in the city somewhere in the village or something. You can't believe. I always say this on my podcast. You can't believe how good these people are with, they light like garbage on the street, like, like gum all like someone actually placed each one. It's not like let's leave it dirty. Someone goes out there in the early morning and they put a newspaper they put a, a piece of garbage. Like it's all, when you see, you're like, like you and I, if we were given a million dollars to make it look like New York, we couldn't. That's how good these guys are. And so it was so cool to be involved in that. But the coolest thing is, during my scene, I had four or five lines, and they were overpaying me, as always. And there's a scene where uh, Dennis Dennis France always gives this look when he doesn't really like somebody. And it's a look of, like, he kind of tilts his head up a little bit, and it's a look of, like, who's this asshole?
1: Okay, and it's a it's like signature look. It's like— Now, is this on the show or in real life? Uh, on the show. Okay. On the show. So there's a
0: little gate in the office. If anybody watch NYPD Blue, you know, there's like a little gate you have to walk through, a wooden gate that leads just right to the desks. I'm walking in, he's walking out, and as we been walking in, no interaction, but he gives me the look. And while we were doing it, again, out-of-body experience, I literally was above me looking down. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing a scene with Dennis Franz, and he's giving me that look like, who's this and uh, who's this jerk off? You know what I mean? And then I kind of do act like a jerk and then I'm out. So I was like thrilled. <laughs> to me, it was like doing the the stare down in a uh, curb. That's how this looked to me, his standard look. But we 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 did the whole scene, it came out really cool. That was on my resume for uh, on my reel for a long time. So that's my little run there. And they were all around the same time. Uh, and I lived out in L.A. when I booked these. So it was like off-center, Philly, Providence, and NYPD Blue. I was swinging the bat. Well, um, and that's it for my bookings, sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. All right, we're going to go to break. And we come back, we have another very special guest, someone near and dear to my heart, coming up in just one second.
2: Warren Brumell of Keyport Law has been practicing for over 35 years and is here to help you in your bankruptcy matters. Bankruptcy is a specialized area of law that requires expertise and experience, and Warren brings both. Keyport Law has handled over 10,000 bankruptcy cases. They will make the process simple and provide easy, affordable payment plans. Warren will get creditors off your back, stop the annoying phone calls, and stop the creditors from contacting your neighbors and former employers. Listeners of Chop Sports will get the first interview free go to www.keyportlaw.com and fill out the new client intake form and they will contact you directly. This firm is a debt relief agency helping people file for relief under the bankruptcy code.
0: All right, we are back and we have a very special guest here. Now, we all know that I interviewed my lovely daughter a couple of weeks ago. So, Natalie Palumbo was on the show. So I decided I had to really look into the history of my family and In the history of the Palumbo family, um, first of all, there's only, like, one Irish person that married in. That would be um, my mother in the history of the food chain. All my aunts and stuff are all—and uncles, they're all—it's all all gindaloons across the way. But I realized I had to have, like, my mother—so my mother was the first Irish. And then I realized that Chop Sports signed their first female athlete, okay, in the nil agreement— and then I realized that in the history of the Palumbo family, going back to 1912 when Giuseppe Palumbo landed on Ellis Island, this is a tremendous introduction here. This is epic. There's only been one Division I athlete in our family. And that athlete happens to be my niece, Madison Palumbo, getting involved here on the Jimmy Palumbo show. Madison, welcome aboard.
3: Hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm interviewing you on my show. This is so great. Used to be this little girl running around, and now you're like a D1 athlete, and you're getting shirts made up, which are going to be on the network in a couple days, hopefully, when they're done. Because I know it's you girls like to take your time. It took me eight seconds to design my shirts. 7.06, Jimmy Plumbo. My daughter could have done it with, with, you know, with, like, I don't know, finger painting. <laughs> it would have been fine. But you girls got to make it just right. You'll probably have the nicest one. But what's going on? First of all, let me just fill you in a little bit on Madison. Okay, she plays at us, um, <clears throat> Central Connecticut University, D one lacrosse. She's a total badass. Now, you've been playing lacrosse since fifth grade. Now, how did that happen? Were you because were you inspired by my other nephews who were playing lacrosse? I doubt no, it. No, no. <laughs> was it big in your town?
3: So I was playing uh soccer to begin with i played soccer for probably like five years i feel like everyone plays soccer though when they're when yeah, they're no, little no
0: not we i not not <laughs> natalie not me we shut that down in my family. i have control of my family
3: then i did i played softball for a little bit that was fine but you could have
0: been in beer league
3: i hated you it, been <laughs> it.
0: You hated that okay all right some people hated the movie beer league i'm with you
3: and then I also did gymnastics for a little bit, and then okay. I stopped and now I'm playing lacrosse,
0: all right, so you started playing lacrosse in fifth fifth grade and you immediately started making travel teams and all that stuff, yeah, right. now you must have been either you you're you're four foot eleven, yeah, okay, <laughs> and so you're short and um so you wait a minute though to be you're playing d one and even in high school you were probably shorter, or were you this height
3: i was I've been this height since like. So you were school. like you were like
0: Patrick Ewing in fifth grade and it just didn't go your way.
3: It didn't go my way. Okay. You remind me of
0: my brother, Frankie, Uncle Frankie <laughs> as you call him. He was really short in high school, best basketball player in our family. He just didn't grow. And even now when you play him street like you want nothing to do with my brother. If we go out right now, don't let my brother guard you. He gets like crazy
1: into it he's the guy who, like plays defense the whole time that's how i play i just can't shoot
0: right well neither can my brother so and i i just get <laughs> fat and slow but i can hit the J. not so much anymore that was years ago but anyway so i i, I digress so you, but you must have been lightning fast or must have been just a, a beast on the field or something what what was your you had to be smaller than everybody at one point what what, what was your skill set fast speed angles you know You have to be quick, I'm sure.
3: Being short and then, yeah, being really fast helped a lot. And everyone was always taller, so I would just run through everyone.
0: Oh, that's it. I love that. So then you you got involved with, before you got to college, T3 Elite North. That sounds something that we should have a a shirt on. The Jimmy Palumbo Show, sponsored by T3 Elite North. Now, that's a a league or something of all the good players? Yes.
3: They unfortunately went bankrupt recently.
0: Just like Chomps, no, not like Chomps, Whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> I know. Again, do you hear the we whoa, had a, whoa, We whoa? had We had a deep <laughs> conversation the other day about how we're not doing that anymore. No, but I just <laughs>
0: couldn't resist because Dave was there. It, and it I wanted, was a fast break
1: layup, though. It, I it was. That. And
0: also, I needed to hear at least one whoa, whoa, whoa deep in the background. That's Dave Sturcho, who's behind the glass of the glass, He's sitting 40 feet away, and I love getting a... Matter of fact, I said it. I didn't even look at you. Uh, I looked this? right <laughs> there.
1: It wasn't even my idea. I didn't come to you and say, hey, Jimmy, we should stop bashing the network. No. We, you I, said I it did. to me. You were I like- agreed. I agreed to
0: stop uh, bashing the... Well, we agreed to not... We'll get to on in a second. So, so anyway, let's get back to uh, Addison Palumbo here, my guest. So now you played varsity all four years.
3: Yes. Over
0: at Mount Olive.
3: Mount Olive High School.
0: What was your uh,
3: team name? The Marauders, the Marauders, all right, the Maryland
0: Marauders, <laughs> the, Maryland, the Mount, Mount Olive. Mount Olive, I know, but Maryland Marauders—that's another thing. See, you don't even there was a player named. I'm dating myself. <laughs> uh, Mount Olive Marauders. Now you scored 85 goals in this uh, sport called lacrosse. Yes. Um, and uh, you were second team all conference, and you ended up now. Now let me ask you this: So, 85 goals. Were you were you the one you were, so you weren't on defense? You were on attack.
3: I was always on offense, yeah. You didn't have that
0: long stick in the air, right?
3: No, that's only boys lacrosse.
0: Okay, so you guys do a little, and you guys don't wear helmets.
3: We don't wear helmets. Okay, I,
0: know, I know. How, did, how did that still go on? You guys are rocking it. You just don't bang into each other as much. Basically. All right. You still do that thing in the middle with the face off?
3: Yeah, but we do it while standing. And we plug okay. it up in the air
0: men's lacrosse has that little MMA—you don't know what they're doing on the fifty-yard line. <laughs> I'm covering my daughter's it's like a scrum, eyes. Scrum, rugby up. scrum. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, of course. Now, listen, th- th- listen. You're playing Division One. What is it like being a D1 athlete? Is it underrated? Overrated? Is it goofy? Or is it like, do you wake up and go, I'm a, I'm a Division One athlete? It's hard to do that.
3: It is. It's a really great experience, though. But it definitely is a lot. I mean, Mentally they, and physically.
0: Uh, w- during the off-season, they bust your balls, you make you have to go to weight room all the time, or is it like crazy that way, or you have to learn a new playbook? Uh, or oh, There is no playbook at lacrosse, is there?
3: There's no playbook, but our off-season's in the fall, and we usually lift and have conditioning and fall tournaments in the fall and then our season starts in the spring and we also have lifting and conditioning and are practice. You, now are you,
0: are you uh, into the weight room or are you kind of trying to, you do the minimum there?
3: <laughs> yeah, I am, but I'm the smallest one. So it's kind of hard.
0: All right. Well, you can still uh, lift some weights and stuff like
3: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right. If you don't, you know, listen, you win games in the gym. I sound like, I sound like <laughs> Bill Parcells now. Um, yeah, the, the stuff you do in this in the fall will help you in the spring. Yeah. So, um, Well, that's cool. But what um, are your teammates? Are you you guys in the same dorm? Do you guys have, are you friendly with everybody? Or is it like you're just you're you're just like a regular student there and you happen to play lacrosse?
3: Well, a lot of the athletes at school are friends with each other. So all of my friends at school are basically athletes. We have um, five people in our recruiting class and we all lived on campus last year for sophomore year. And then this upcoming year for junior year, we're going to be living off campus in a house.
0: So you got your house already lined up. Got our house lined is it, up. Is it a big? Is it a nice area though? Because usually off campus <laughs> housing is a little. Is it filthy like the way New Brunswick at Rutgers can
3: be? We're not in the best area. We're in New Britain, Connecticut, so it's a little iffy.
0: So how far away from the campus is it?
3: I can walk across the street and be at school.
0: Okay, so you're right against it. Yes. Okay, because my nephew one time at Rutgers had an off-campus apartment, and he was in, like, Delaware, as far as (laughs) I was concerned. I'm like, so you're on campus, but you still got to commute to get to class. Um, Plus, it was New Brunswick, so God bless America after (laughs) after 1 o'clock. But the neighborhood is fairly safe?
3: Yeah, it's fairly safe, but, you know...
0: I get nervous with stuff like that. Cause <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, you're usually in bed by nine thirty, ten every night. Anyway, I'm yeah, sure. definitely,
3: definitely. Yes, yes. <laughs> making
0: your little glass of milk and you go nine night. I know, sure. Now I feel like I'm talking, to, but she's a badass. I went to many giant games with her in shitty weather in the rain, <laughs> and she stays there with a little hat on. She's like, she's a gamer. She can, she can watch. She's a big giant fan. Uh, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. And you're a Yankee fan. Yes. Okay, so you haven't been, and you, you, you kind of appreciate Rutgers. Kind of, yeah. All right, so yeah. You're, not, you're not like a full <laughs> fan, but you go to the tailgates with us. Yeah, if of like course. Them. If they win, you'll be all over it. I assure you. <laughs> but so she doesn't hate Rutgers like most of New Jersey does. Um, so wait, I got other questions. So let's talk about lacrosse for a second. Okay. Now, um, my nephew started doing this first, and I, I there's some, I I think lacrosse is one of those sports, and I, I'm gonna, my mother's gonna kill me on this. I think it's it's cooler to play than to watch. When I Whenever I went to games, I always found it hard. I couldn't follow the ball. <laughs> and I saw this little dingbat with the tennis racket in the goal with the pads on. And then these guys, again, this is men's lacrosse, but I'm sure it's the same thing. I've, I've watched uh, women's lacrosse before, though. But these men come up with this ball that's hard. And, like, two feet away from the goalie, whip it like a million miles an hour. And the guy has no chance of blocking it. I I just find it a tough sport to... To when, when do you see the ball is clear? Like playing it, to me, it's hard to follow the ball. But playing it, I guess it's not
3: playing. It's a lot easier to see the ball. Do you understand what I mean by yeah. like, when it's on television?
0: Uh,
1: I can every- watch lacrosse before watching soccer all day because there's at least goals. Soccer, you sit there and watch them run around for an hour and forty minutes, and it's like one nothing. Lacrosse, they score. You want to see scoring. Yes,
3: I agree. Yes, I
0: would, but, but you just compare it to, uh, you know, soccer, which well. is you just you, you just swam to the bottom of the barrel and scooped up <laughs> soccer, which I've been. You're arguing not wrong that. there. You're no, you're right there. about that. Yes, but um, I, I always got a kick out of that. My my nephews tried out for baseball, they didn't make it, and then they uh, ended up playing lacrosse. But they ended up being pretty good themselves. Um, but they didn't play D-1. That's right. Hey. Madison Palumbo. I was kidding around. Best lacrosse player in our house is Madison Palumbo. So let's see. Now, just so those of you scoring at home, the Palumbo family, which is probably my entire audience, um, my my, uh, my father had a twin brother. I didn't bash the network. I bash my own show. Um, uh my goal is to be the number one show on the network and that'll happen. Um, or maybe it has happened at one point now. I'm like, you know, dropping, I'm like the,
1: uh, I'm like the Chicago Cubs I'm dropping like the, the tone of your voice as you speak.
0: We're back to that again.
1: It just happened again. I'm just wow. calling you out because it wow. happened in okay. real time. So I'm,
0: well, that's what, if you had your hands on the, on the board, um, you could fix that. But, um, so just to put in perspective, my, my dad had a twin brother and uh, my uncle Henry, and they had three kids over there: Michael, Joey, and John. And Madison is my cousin Joey's daughter, so she's unofficially my niece. So that's why I do—I call her my niece because that's what you do when the kids are running around. But back to lacrosse. So this so year, the she, your
1: cousins—I
0: are probably second. Co- I think we're second cousins once removed, something like that. My really, aunt, my I'm aunt Angel, used shit. to know. All I just that. thought
1: it's like your second aunt. Or your second. If old you old. Google
0: your cousin's kid,
1: it says what it is.
0: Uh, what are? Uh, I'm sure the interns are all over that right now. <laughs> I came in here; there were seven thousand interns. I'm doing my show. They nobody, all had three slices. Nobody but Dave pizza. on Instagram, laughing at me when I bash, uh, you know, the Cowboys or something. The um, I can't even bash. It's not football season yet. We can't bash the Cowboys. That'll come later. Um, so now you head back to school. And is there any off season? Like, do you you don't play at all? You don't have like a a league that you can like a scrimmage league or anything like that? Or you just do that now here in the summer.
3: So I'm in a league right now. It's every Monday nights in the summer, and then when I get back to school, we're gonna have practice basically every day, along with lifting and conditioning. And then on the weekends, we'll have fall tournaments in Connecticut.
0: But if they're on a, Are they sponsored? But the school don't they have rules about how how much you're allowed to practice, or is that only for football?
3: We're only allowed to practice a certain amount of hours. I forget exactly how many right.
0: hours. So these it is. are like just like rec leagues, not rec leagues, but like organized leagues. So you play other colleges are there and stuff like that? Are you, or For are you the just, fall
3: tournaments, yeah. other We play other colleges in Connecticut.
0: So you don't mix and match the colleges. You go in as your.
3: Yeah, we go in and just as Central Connecticut, like my team.
0: Right. So everybody goes in. Now, you, everybody has to play in these things, right?
3: Yes, the whole team has to. Like
0: if you, know, if you blow it off for like a frat party or something, that's what you <laughs> look down upon.
3: It. Yeah, you got to be there. You guys have frats over there at Central Connecticut? We have one. It's terrible. One, my, You know what? <laughs>
0: I tell you what, that's rough in a college. You have one frat. That would be my luck. I'd be in a school with one frat. I would join <laughs> it. Anyway, wow, if you have one frat and it sucks, that's, that's rough. What about sororities?
3: We have none. None. None.
0: But you're technically in a sorority called the Cross, so sure. <laughs> it's the same thing. You just gather around and uh, how's the uh, how's the social life at Central Connecticut?
3: Social life isn't bad, but if I wasn't an athlete, I don't think I'd like it at all. Right. Since were-, we're all friends with the athletes and different teams, you right. like immediately have a like friend group.
0: Now, is there a, what's like? Is there a, like a decent city nearby? I know nothing about Central Connecticut.
3: So we're in New Britain, Connecticut, which is like 10 minutes away from Hartford. Okay. So we can go to Hartford if we want to.
0: So when you want to go... Uh, you're not 21 that's yet. Where production when Pete, you turn, that's when you, where Production
1: Pete lives. Yeah, Hartford. You just moved to Hartford. <laughs> so
0: Production Pete, you'll be able to take a trip back and forth with him. Um, what... Um, so, but you're not 21 yet, are
3: you? No, I'll be 21 in February.
0: Okay, so, but still, that, that, that doesn't stop That yet. doesn't I, stop me. Right. It didn't stop me at Rutgers. <laughs> I, I had fake ID since I was 15 going to Baby O's down at Seaside. I looked like I was nine. <laughs> the guys just let me in. I, know, I only got stopped once in Seaside. But, um, so do you guys go into Hartford? Is that the thing to do, like on the weekends? You Uber into the Hartford? Or is we
3: do not? sometimes, yeah. Or right. we'll be at, just like at school around... Around campus, there's different things to do.
0: Is there, uh, is there any college nearby? Or is it you guys really in the like college? I guess um, University of Hartford. I guess
3: yeah, University of Hartford, and then New Haven's like a half hour, which is another major city in Connecticut. Do you ever go there or no? We've been once, but not too often with COVID. That's right. Yeah, that's
0: you know what that's one of my notes right here. <laughs> this COVID thing, like COVID, right in the middle of your like world here. What was it like? Now, you guys played your schedule. At, you know, it got canceled, didn't it?
3: Yeah, so The whole thing, or year, you played a little bit? Played a little bit. Freshman year, we had six games. They were all out of conference. And then not even halfway through our season, they called it and said it was canceled.
0: Oh, that's brutal. Um, and uh, wh- how did that, were you pissed? or what, what, what was that like?
3: I was pretty pissed, but luckily I was only a freshman, so I knew I had a lot of time left. But now I'm already a sophomore. Our sophomore season went by, and now I'm going to be a junior.
1: Now, um...
0: Last this last season, second season, we were
1: able to get it all in.
3: Yeah, we played fourteen games. You think
1: okay. you're going to take that extra year of eligibility?
3: I might, but I'm probably going to take it somewhere else if I do.
1: Uh, right, cause what, oh, right,
0: because what? that's interesting. For like you're grad school, oh,
1: for grad school. Yeah. Trans, do you have to transfer? Do you have to? Of course. Like, if you if you graduate and then go back for a fifth year, do you, technically you don't have to transfer then. Do you, you just have an. Extra you have to year? go in the
0: portal? She probably. I
3: think there. you do. You still gotta oh, go.
0: Yeah, in the portal? you still do. Oh, okay, Cause I, cause the, the school can do the one. That's right. I wonder how good uh, Rutgers women's lacrosse is. Very good. Uh, and, 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 <laughs> and, and that's right. That would, God forbid you, if you played at Rutgers, I'd, I'd lose my mind. That would be like the coolest thing ever. But no, listen, that your school is central. Can I get that? that's cool. You love it there.
1: Um, she has a game so, in five minutes. No, she doesn't. She doesn't.
0: Right? Don't you have a, to leave at four?
3: I have a game at 7 o'clock. Oh. Yeah,
0: well, as long as you leave by, you know, by 4. It's, we still got time. What well, you, you know what? Hang on. I hate to interrupt Madison here, but you got a
3: little bit, a little
0: tone. And I know you had no electricity last night. <laughs> and you couldn't morning. edit all your shows. You're not exactly. In other words, if, if this was a baseball game, I would take you out after 3 and a third. I got to get him out of there. Like my bench coach is saying, hey, Plumbo, Gooch, get him out. And I walk over to the mound and we talk. And then the catcher's looking over. Catcher's constantly looking back at the dugout. And I come over, you hand me the ball. Yeah,
1: I'm a And then Kim Jones
0: could- has to go. You know, his flight was delayed and everybody's yelling at him. He had a rough time. And then there was a
1: fly ball hit to the pitcher and uh, yeah, just, it bounced off my chest. Right, you just, all yeah, that.
0: You're just not ready. And, of course, uh, well, I got another thing we didn't bring up. I don't want to bring up uh, any kind of softball or baseball. That's coming at the end of our show. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're a little ornery. You're, you're like, being, you know, I'm just saying
1: because I said she has to leave in five minutes? No, you just kind of
0: just jumped in on that. We were having a discussion about college life. I didn't want to talk about X's and O's. I'll give you a question, those of you scoring at home. Um, what are the differences between men's and, and women's lacrosse? All I know is the, the men wear helmets and the women don't. Do you think the women should?
3: Well, if we do, it's going to become more physical. Men's lacrosse is much more physical than women's lacrosse. We can't really make contact, and if we do, it's limited.
0: And so it's you think if they had if you had helmets they would make more uh, yeah. more contact. What are the other rule changes?
3: Uh that's the main one basically. But you guys have like a little visor? You have anything in front of your eyes? Yeah, we have these things called goggles that we wear. They're kind of obnoxious, but they protect okay. our eyes. Yes,
0: because that ball is like a like a Hard rubber, uh, remember playing fast pitch against the walls? The one like, that was heavy.
3: Men's lacrosse sticks are also have a deeper pocket than women's lacrosse sticks, too. so yours can fly
0: at the ball can fly out easier,
3: yeah. Basically,
0: so it's more is it more like it's not like field hockey, though? No,
3: term. it's not on the ground at all. I mean, when you pick up I've when seen the, you whip, is on I, the on the
0: your ball. highlight reel, I've seen you whip the ball around, yeah. So, I didn't even know that. So, the sticks are different, the helmets are different. Are the uh, how long are the games?
3: Uh, usually an hour, it's like 20 or 25 minute halves, two halves. And that's the, the
0: same time. as men play?
3: Uh, yes. And or the men might have, uh, four different, I don't know, actually. Quar- or quarters, you don't quarters. Know? I <laughs> don't, <laughs> you don't know. Have to, you don't have to
0: know it. You don't play the <laughs> score, neither do I. Now, you still have that rule where half the team's got to stay on one side of the court? Yes. Okay. That's another rule that makes me insane. You got like, sometimes really good players have to stand. They can't go past the 50 yard line. Well, the other people, like you can't send everybody in like in hockey. Just trying
1: to go for a bull rush. That's because the little guy with the tennis racket. You can't it. do that in hockey either, though.
3: Hockey, you keep people back too.
1: You have to, but you have to stay on sides. I think once the no, you can stay on the, sides. Once it, the puck is in the zone, and there's a guy that controls the puck in the zone, then I think the rest of the team could come. But you can't be hanging out in the zone.
0: But in lacrosse, they they can't do anything. You can't go past the fifty yard line, right?
3: It's called a restraining line. It's about like at the thirty yard line. Okay, so.
0: A lot of times you're just standing there waiting for the action yeah. to go.
3: Well, if you're a midfielder, you get to go all over the field, but I'm right. an attacker, so I have to stay back. Midfielder with the long stick? We don't have long sticks either. That's another oh, you big don't difference. Have that. All right. Men all right. only have the long sticks. Right.
0: So this year you're gonna like so you're you're expected to score goals this year then. Yes. That's your job. Are you the uh how many are you one of the better scorers on the team or are you like
3: I only have one at school.
0: Okay. <laughs> Uh, you just like well that, you you only played a, like barely a season. yeah, that's said. true so and how many
3: games this year you got coming up? Probably 14 again, okay. maybe a few more so
0: how 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 are any other players excited about this Nil deal that you can go and sign get t-shirts made and do whatever any way to make a few dollars on the side
3: Yes, they are.
0: do you think it's a good deal?
3: Yeah, I think it is. It's a great way for athletes to make money. I think athletes have always wanted to make money, and now that it finally passed, I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of us.
0: Right, like if, if you were to ever do, so athletes could never make money doing anything while they were still in school, which is such, that rule, talk about something that was due to just not.
1: Oh God. Brutal.
0: It, like, so if, if you have like a, if you're a, a star quarterback has a podcast and IBM wants to sponsor it, he can't take the money.
1: It's crazy. How about this? He couldn't even go to the pizzeria on the corner, at the college that he went to and get a free slice because he's the quarterback. Right. Otherwise, they could lose this. he could lose his scholarship or not anymore, but that's what it was.
0: Right. But you know what's sad, sad about that, that? That's brutal. He can't get the slice. But what he can do is have his mother go to their mailbox, and there's usually an envelope with $10,000 in it. That happens at every SEC school. Rutgers hasn't figured that yet. I'm starting to see
1: yet. how a lot of schools are handling this different. Michigan is selling jerseys with the kids' names on the back, and Syracuse won't even let you use their team colors. So, oh, so
0: Michigan's letting them use the. Name so in other okay. words,
1: nobody's going to go to Syracuse anymore, and everybody's going to go to Michigan. Nobody goes to Syracuse anymore. Well, That's because you get Seattle. the point
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just signed a Syracuse kid.
3: <laughs> well, hang on, hang on.
0: Listen, I know one person's going to go to Syracuse. That's it. Now, listen, I, I'm a Rutgers fan. I can hate Syracuse, but I actually liked when I moved to LA for ten years. I started to like because I, uh, I hate Penn State, and um, uh, but then when I moved to LA, I started to. People in LA were so rude about any Eastern sport. They thought like no sports exist past the Mississippi, and I started to become like Temple and Syracuse and all those schools. I actually came to appreciate them, although I never understood why Rutgers got out recruited by Syracuse. So, um, so that being said, all right. So Madison, Madison Blumbo, the second Palumbo to ever do the Jimmy Blumbo show. What? Oh, by the way, what's your major?
3: I'm a communications major and a journalism minor. Right.
0: I was a journalism major at Rutgers. There we go. See that? We share a bond. We don't share the lacrosse bond, but we share the um, journalism.
1: I was journalism, mass media, and communication. So you're journalism and you still haven't written a blog for <laughs> ChopsportsMedia.com? Well, maybe uh,
0: uh, uh, Madison here is going to write uh, the, a blog about lacrosse. Yo. I will.
1: So yeah. what's your blog going to be about
0: um, it's going to be about rude producers <laughs> who are having a bad day mocking me out. <laughs> I can't wait. You know what, Father Paul, this is for you. Please send me a note when you listen to this. There's have to say,
1: I, uh, I think... All the feedback I've been getting from the listeners, is that keep mocking out Jimmy. It, it makes for good content. Oh, they like that? Yeah. My friends
0: text me and say, he's a jerk-off. That's what it is. But <laughs> a jerk-off on my show is a positive thing, actually. it's a It means we love you. I love Chris. He helps me out a lot. And I love Dave, who li- left the room. I uh, can't even hear him you know, complain now, Though I didn't realize we signed a Syracuse
1: player. That's great. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how okay. I literally started it with that. We're talking to these schools in, in Michigan. Like you said, you sent me the... The text message about Michigan players, and then I talked to a Syracuse kid, and he's like, yeah, we can't even use the logo or anything. But I think that's fluid. That's going to change. It has to.
0: I think uh, it's a Wild West. People don't know what's going to go on. So uh, please check out Madison's um, T-shirts and stuff uh, and trinkets, I guess we're going to have eventually, um, on our website at
1: chopsportsmedia.com.
0: And look up merchandise, and you'll see her shirt up there. And plus, she's going to be blasting it all over social media. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Madison Palumbo, D1, women's lacrosse for Central Connecticut University. The first D1 Palumbo athlete in the history of our franchise. And the first female athlete signed here at Chop Sports Network. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, guys, this is Sturge from Chop Sports, and I want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843 843- 843 315 5913, and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell them Chop Sports sent you.
0: All right, we're back. Just going to wrap up the show here. Of course, something very sad happened last week. I, of course, was at my daughter's dance competition in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, and I could not make the final playoff game for Chop Sports Network, the co ed Thursday night league in Middlesex County. And of course, since I wasn't there, Um, I was actually at the uh, sports gambling thing at Harris, and they had it up on the board. It said, what are the odds that Chop Sports is going to win without Johnny Trino slash Jimmy Palumbo, clubhouse guy? And, of course, he got bounced out of the playoffs. So the record stands as it. With me, you were 9-0, correct, Chris?
1: Mm.
0: And what was the record without me?
1: 0-7.
0: Okay. Now, how do you feel about
1: that? I feel like it was kind of shitty of you to not show up based, okay. on, based I, on that. Uh, but Although, blood, I understand, than water. I, understand no, but I understand, wait a minute, though. But blood's not thicker than water because there's, don't you have a brother? Who also did not show and up. And why didn't he show? He was at Disney World, like a child.
0: Okay, okay. Does he have kids? No. Okay, he like just I went. Like I said,
1: like a child. So he, went.
0: so he went to Disney World.
1: I understand your reasoning for not being there. Right. But this the was hand, a planned trip. And not only that, he pretty much led the team on to believe that, he was moving his flight because the, all the rain that happened pushed the games back two weeks. Right, right. So my brother was supposed to be in Florida the entire time, oh, up until the day before game day. He was like, "Oh, I'm fl- I'm switching flights, switching flights." And then he messages me on Wednesday night, and he says, "Oh, I can't play tomorrow." I'm like, "Oh, well, it's, it's good of you to let us know." Well, you,
0: listen, I, I have my you know my ear to the ground. We knew he wasn't going to show up. Oh, I up. knew. And he went with his girl. So you knew he wasn't going to show. So what was it like as a as a clubhouse guy? What was it like in the clubhouse between games when you got bounced in the first game? Must have been very down, very quiet.
1: Well, I'm just going to run it back. Uh, First game, my brother usually leads off, so they decided to put me at lead off. And what do you think I did to start the game?
0: Uh, Lazy fly to center. The worst thing that you you, I struck out looking. Looking, now I'm so glad I wasn't there. I would
1: have been. I did. I did play well. Okay. The rest of the way, I really did. I, I'm not the one to actually say I played well. well you, had wanna, I play you had to one. You had a shit. horrible
0: season. Next year, you have to be better. We'll be better if you're better.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll I be think better. you were
0: focused on chop sports, the network. You were busy. Your mind was clouded. You weren't able to focus. And I think next year you're gonna you're gonna have a
1: breakout. I had to play you, all four positions in the outfield. You're gonna be by you're myself. gonna be comeback player of the year next year. I that's agree. Why, I think that's what's gonna happen. I honestly, I would agree with that. I
0: think, it's gonna, I think you gotta get in a little better, not better shape, but you just gotta get in a little more softball shape. You're not re, you look like you weren't ready to play. I wasn't. Now, maybe I haven't next played year, softball in a decade next by year. The way. Now we're gonna be playing in the fall, correct? But correct. it may be a men's
1: league. No. They they bounced on the men's league. Okay, they it's, said gonna it's gonna be coed. It's gonna be coed. Our best the game, players, is, Stansky. Honestly, so, I'm not trying to bash the co ed league, but I fucking hate it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. But you know, I it's don't, what, I what we not got
0: and our girls are pretty good and some of them drink vodka right out of the bottle on the bench and I respect that so all right, that's it so the bottom line is Chop Sports Network softball is done you can buy the new Jimmy Palumbo shirts you can buy the new um, I was going to call you Oscar Madison and the Big O I have nicknames for Madison Palumbo here and um, I used to call her Oscar Madison and the Big O and uh, Amanda Panda and Dewey Asasopo and Christopher Jack and the Christopher Jack Band. And their are E-Man, Bobby Johnson, Tommy DePee, uh, who else we got? Lauren Bacall, uh, Victoria Rose and the Victoria Rose Quartet, and Annabella Booby I just mentioned all my entire nieces and nephews. And Natalie, I call Bunny. So everybody has a nickname, that's, and I'm bingo. So uh, <laughs> that's my nickname from college. That's another embarrassing one. Maybe next week I'll discuss that. All right. Before I turn this podcast into, like, roots, I will, uh, that's it. The Jimmy Palimbo signing off. Go buy my T-shirt. Where have you come from? Where have you gone?